Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, Lori, how are you? I'm good. Hey. Are you glad to lunch afterwards? Lori, yeah, that leads into a question, Lori. Are we friends? We are friends. Uh, we Absolutely. are friends. Yeah. That is a, a good question that comes up with a lot of couples is around this idea of friendship. Yes. Right? Um, Same-sex friendships, alternate sex friend, Alternate sex. <laughs> Alien <laughs> sex. <laughs> what, what, is the word, what is the word? What am I looking opposite for? Gender. Opposite gender. Opposite word. sex. Opposite sex friendships. Like they're, they're a big deal in relationships, right? We hear it all the time. Either I yeah. uh, don't have time to spend with my friends. Um, I'm not. It, I, I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. You're my only friend. Right. I want to have more friendships. I want to have friendships with people that are uh, the opposite sex. Like all of that stuff comes up in relationships, right? Like yes. and, and friendships become a big deal. Yeah. Right. And not having friendships. Not having know, friendships. Can be, can be a big deal too. But I think that, you know, people have written in and they've said things like, what do you do if your spouse's friends, you don't like them? Oh, yeah. You know, what if they make you anxious? They're you leading, think, leading your partner astray. Yeah, or, I was about to say that you think they're a bad influence <laughs> on your Right, on your exactly. Partner. Right. I had a client who they thought, the wife thought the husband's friends always egged him on to do really risky stuff. Ooh. Right. And he mm-hmm. would do riskier and riskier stuff in part to show off for them. And she was concerned that it was just all because of of the friend's influences, right? And so she was always, try- she her main complaint was she was trying to get him to stop being friends with all these people that caused him to do riskier and riskier stuff, right? Yeah, and and it's being a big wedge in the relationship. I think that it, that borders on this difficulty that we have with our ability and our freedom to be autonomous, oh, right? yeah. our, make our own choices and be respected for those. And the call that our partner has on our life to the coupleship in terms of what's important to us. Yeah. 
it's right. a battle between that age old battle between togetherness and individuality. Yeah. Right. How much are we together? How much am I an individual? And how do I tell when the couplehood stops and I begin? Exactly. Right? And I think that's so that's so hard. And a lot of it comes down to how we define our outside relationships. And I think people resort to trying to control each other. Oh, yeah. Which the is the poorest strategy, right? They, mm. they have to stay vulnerable with their risk and what they feel, not with setting limits on the other. Mm. I mean, it, the discussion together, they can set limits that they think are appropriate for friendships and other friendships. But, but I think it's really risky when you start to try to control your partner and say, you know, mm. I don't want you to be friends with them. This is what I see happening versus saying, when you go out with Johnny – Mm-hmm. And you tell me that Johnny, who is single, has said, "Hey, let's go to the strip club." And mm-hmm. you, and and that's not within my you know moral frame, or yeah. I feel uncomfortable with that. You going to look at you know women naked? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm feeling really anxious. It it makes me feel insecure. Yeah, it's just staying there. It's not staying with. So I don't want you to go out with Johnny. Right. It's simply staying with, you know, how it makes me feel. Yeah. That is more powerful than trying to say I. I don't think you should be friends with this person. Because yeah, friendships are healthy for us to have. And I think it's healthy for our couple. And we're going to talk about the positives of it yes. in the second half. But it's really important that each of us have our have friendships, that we have couple friends, that we have friends individually. But like you're saying, there needs to be some boundaries around some friendships because friendships can really influence us, right? Like they have huge influence on what we do. Like what was it? You tell the study that you found, I think that is that is really important about how friendship can affect us. Yeah, it turns out that divorce is essentially contagious, that when one couple in a group gets divorced, your odds of getting divorced go way up. Yeah, it's like 75%, right? It's a crazy number in terms of how much more vulnerable you are. And they did this on a longitudinal study of people for, you know, for like 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was something that they showed happens and they don't exactly know why, Mm. um, why that destabilizes the whole community. But Mm. I think I see that with couples. Um, Mm. You know, they'll come in and they'll say, our best friends are getting a divorce. We didn't know. We thought they were doing great. And suddenly we feel anxious. And and I have seen divorce essentially spread through different groups because I've been in practice long enough now that, you know, I've actually seen maybe two or three couples in a particular group of friends and seeing how it it creates anxiety, and you know, I think it, you know, it might create this sense of wow, you know, this isn't a way out. Yeah, and I think to me, the big takeaway there is just how influential our friendships are, mm-hmm. right? That they don't, they're not, they don't have a zero sum impact on us. And so, thinking through what the boundaries for what we want our friendships to look like as a couple become really important to us. Exactly. Right. Um, Because we don't want that. I mean, we don't need to be I don't want to be around a group of friends that's all that take their marriage so lightly that they're that it's going to affect my marriage as well. Or Uh, or the idea. uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I don't think that necessarily they're they're taking it lightly. But I think that, yeah, we want to be around people who consider marriage sacred, consider it really important Mm -hmm. and take their vows seriously And support us. I mean, I've said this before, right? I have one girlfriend who I know supports the marriage. I have another girlfriend, Terry, who's my best friend, you know, and I and she would always be on my side, you Mm. know, versus necessarily saying, well, Laura, you know, what did you do? 
Yeah. You know? I, I think that's that's one of the common complaints that we hear too is that the friends are belittling or demeaning the partner or they're not in support of the marriage. So when you go to them with a problem that you're having in the marriage, like you said, they're not going to be supportive of the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's, if that's, those friendships can be, not always, but can be really dangerous. So what would you do if somebody dissed your wife? I would tell them, I hope I would tell them that that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, like that, that's, I don't want, that's not what I need to hear. Right. If they're going to be my friend, your commitment. Yeah. If they're, if they're going to be my friend, then they need to support the whole relationship. Right. I need friends that are going to call me out on, on my bullshit and that friends that are going to say, this is where you need to get in there and fix things. Right. Right. Or this is what you need to do differently. I want them to be empathetic. Right. But right. I don't want them demeaning and belittling my wife because then they're then they're not or my marriage. Right. Or taking that loosely. Right. If their first line of if their first reaction to when I'm coming to them with a problem that I'm having in my marriage is to just get out of it. Like that's not going to be help. That's not going to be helpful either. And that's not something that I'm going to consider mm-hmm. uh, friendships. And I know that's not what my wife wants my, out of my friends either. I know. I, I can't imagine. And I think people put up with a lot in their friendships for the sake of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting up with something like that, you have to draw a boundary that says, you know, this is, this is a person I love. I need mm-hmm. you to respect them. You yeah. know, if, if Joe Schmo is coming into town and, you know that they've said negative things about your partner. I mean, I can understand the anxiety that your partner would feel about going mm-hmm. out with that person. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, but I think that's hard. I'm not saying that that's easy, right? But the other thing that happens too in friendships is the idea of opposite sex friendships. We're kind of teasing about that in the beginning. Yeah, we're going out to right. lunch after this. That's right. <laughs> right. How do you feel? How, how, where do you fall about opposite sex friendships? <laughs> you know, it's hard because I really, really, I have men friends and mm. go out to lunch with them. And I feel like they have been an invaluable source of insight and mm. wisdom and accountability. I mean, I know one guy when I was young and overweight and I was saying to him, you know, it's like, oh, I can't exercise. And he's like, you know what? Me and my wife, we've exercised every day, you know, all our lives. And this is how we do it. You know, we put the kids in the in the carriage and we take them to the track. And he, I mean, he didn't say, Lori, do it. He just he called me on it, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like I needed that strength to say bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that sometimes the opposite sex can say things to you in a way that you hear them yeah. differently than your girlfriends or your yeah. same gendered friend. Yeah, I'm so torn on this, Lori, because I agree with everything that you say. In and that. Adam, I, I would go out to lunch with you any day of the week. I would go out to lunch with you any day of the week, too. But I, I think, also know your wife feels very safe about us. Yes. You know? and, and I think there's some natural differences, too. I mean, there's an age difference that makes it safer. And I think the dangerous part to me, though, is that that's one of the things I hear a lot in therapy is that that's where affairs start. Mm-hmm. Affairs start in friendship a lot of times. And so the I think that they are a lot of times can be, not always, but can be threatening. Like I think the progressive side of me wants to say, yeah, you everything right. should be okay. Right. You, but I think you do have to put up some boundaries. I think one of the boundaries that I would put up, you know, is that I'm not going to talk with, I might get some perspective, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into deep, intimate conversations, particularly about my marriage with somebody mm-hmm. in the, of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? I think I have to just draw that boundary, specifically bashing my wife at all or complaints, right? right? Instead of asking, 
hey, what do you think about this? Give me your perspective. If it starts to become me just over and over again complaining about how I'm unsatisfied in my relationship or how um, these things are. Uh, well, you're talking about a deepening of intimacy, right? right? That as we become intimate, there's several levels of intimacy. You know, there's a social casual level that just says, hey, how are you? You know, how was the vacation? Mm-hmm. And then we deepen it, you know, like, oh, I heard your your mom died. How are you doing? How do you feel about it? Or, yeah. you know, I heard your husband is sick. You know, how are you doing about that? That's a more intimate question. And then there's questions that include how you feel about me or or yes. about me revealing how I feel about my husband I mean, that's a much deeper intimacy. So I think what you're talking about is I'm not going to become deeply intimate yes. with somebody of the opposite sex. But again, I mean, I think this is controversial. I mean, I have had men friends that I've you know, confided in and mm-hmm. have been enormously helpful Absolutely. to my life and have Close been enormously life. helpful in terms of stabilizing my marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. I think you're right. It's, it's dicey. You know, because yeah, I don't, I don't think – I think some people – on the far conservative side of it might say, well, it just sets up any kind of friendship with the opposite sex sets up the affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go that, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that I think it has to be different. Friendships with females for me have to be different than my male friendships. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be near as deep or, or as intimate as the mm-hmm. other ones or that what it's going to, the intimacy that I'm going to experience there is not about around my marriage, it's not around, like there has to be some boundaries mm-hmm. um, in that that defines it as, as a bit different. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis says the sex always gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think that to be smart, you have to acknowledge that mm-hmm. between an opposite sex friend and yourself. Like yeah. you at least have to acknowledge it to yourself that as you deepen intimacy, you know, it, it's very confusing in our culture, right? Yeah. Intimacy and sexuality go hand in hand. And this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You have to acknowledge the attraction or whatever and potentially talk about that with your partner and set up yeah. situations that it's not risky. So we've talked about that's a lot of the negative parts of friendship, yeah. right? And we've talked about that. So I think we need to come back and really talk because friendship is a positive thing. Like yeah. we want we people to have it. friendships. We want friendships in our coupleship. So let's come back and talk about some positive ways to have good friendships. Okay. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters. Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide to you as our listeners. If, you know, our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. 
At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. And we're back, back, back again. We're talking about friendships today on the podcast. We talked in the first part about um, some of the dangers that friendships kind of provide to our relationship. But honestly, when they're done well, and they give us a lot of good stuff in our relationships, right? Yeah. When then they're necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Like friendships, I don't know if you knew this, Lori, but friendships actually make us live longer. Social integration actually boosts our longevity even more than if we stop smoking, diet, exercise, even more than all of those things. That's, it, that's it's one of the important. keys to uh, allowing us to even live longer. And it affects our phys- our physical health is affected when we have good friendships, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Because it staves off this loneliness that can crop up even in the best of relationships. You right? know, I think that two generations ago, people were not as isolated, oh, yeah. right? They were living near their families, near their extended families. They had support for their relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, you know, maybe parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles were around and saying, yeah. You know, your partner does this and that, but, you know, they're a really hard worker. Look Mm -hmm. at, you know, look at how great they are to you and how they laugh and they they think you're funny. And there was kind of pressure and support that supported the continuation of monogamy and fidelity. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was it was positive as well. People were not so lonely when you were raising kids. You know, your aunt could come over and help you. And there wasn't as much stress for young people because they had relatives around to help. And then we became this society that became very mobile and people are living apart from their families. Mm. They are more isolated. They need their friends. Uh, Mm. In fact, some studies kind of show that maybe it's Friends can be even better than families because you choose them, especially yeah. if you come from a dysfunctional family. Yeah. To choose friendship is really um, yeah. a good thing. I think you're touching on one of the key things for successful partnerships is that they begin to acknowledge that friendships are important and valuable to mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I think some people, if if one of the members of the couple expresses that they are lonely or they feel isolated, they're going to take that really personally, Right. Mm-hmm. As if they are not enough um, mm-hmm. for that relationship. But friendships are, are so vital and important that I think it's important for us as a couple to say, it's OK that you have friends outside of our relationship. It's OK that I have friends outside of this relationship and that's needed and it's valuable. And we need to do things to cultivate those friendships. Right. To combat that isolation yeah. and, and loneliness that you're talking about. Yeah. I, I think this is a, a problem for marriages and for people out there not having the ability to to have some sort of community. I, I know that I've been very purposeful about this. Um, my husband and I have been involved in a small group of friends, but we didn't particularly start out as friends. We started out as an intentional group. There's your word, Adam. Love that it. is, um, you know, we were deciding to discuss our lives. Um, we started out as a faith group. We did not necessarily evolve into that. We start, we're more of a relational group at this point. And we talk about our marriages, um, our struggles with our children. We've even talked about our struggles in our sex life. And we've been together for 20 years. We meet every week. Mm. 
except for like the second Tuesday of the month or something crazy. It always changes on me and I never know. And I'm always like showing up when I'm not supposed to, um, <laughs> you know, but we don't, we have dinner sometimes and we go on an annual retreat and we try to work hard. We also try to have fun at this point. We've become social friends now, but I mean, this has created a, a place that is really safe. And I don't think many people have that where they can go and honestly talk about their relationship. I know, one guy in the group was like silent for about the first four years. Mm. And then uh, he came to us and he said, you know, I had a big fight with my wife. And he said, I knew that I could call any one of you and you would come running and come over and help us figure it out. Mm. And from that point forward, he started talking and sharing about, you know, his life. And, you know, they drive me half crazy, just like really close friends would and really like a family would. But it's a blessing to have this sense of community where I can talk about it. Mm. I've tried to replicate that professionally in like group therapy sessions where yeah. I do marital group therapy. And that that can be really effective because That's hard work. Yeah. people do not have a sense that other people are struggling the way they are. And there's just such a, an isolation in that. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that you men- you mentioned C.S. Lewis earlier, and he's, he said something about friendship. He said that friendship really starts when when you're able to say, you too, I thought I was the only one. Oh, I and love I just that. love that idea that that's part of what friendship provides to us is that idea that we're not alone, that the yeah. things that we battle are not just isolated to us, that we're actually pretty normal in comparison with everybody else um, when yeah. we're able to to have that. We are. And I think the patients that come in for sex therapy, one of the biggest shames that they feel is that they are alone. They don't realize how ubiquitous sexual problems are, right? And so when they come in and they say, you know, this is happening, I'm like, yeah, like the fourth time I've heard that this week. You know, I mean, I mean, to me, I hear it all the time. But for them, um, there's this this sense of isolation. I'm the only one who feels this. And if yeah. anything we could tell you at Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy is everybody has sexual problems. Yeah. And you might not know that because you, you don't have deep enough friendships. You're not in community. We would urge you to get into community, whether yeah. it's a faith-based place or you are just a dinner group that you gather regularly. Book club. Book club. I mean, all of those things can really positively influence you and give you a sense that, other people struggle and yeah. other people suffer and you're, you're not, not alone. The, you're not the only one. I think that talking about how to actually have those friendships in a way that builds your relationships, there's a couple things that I think we'd want to point out is that one of the things is you want to be able to talk about your relationship without mm-hmm. comparing your relationship. Yeah. Right. I think that's one of the, th- one of the traps that gets, that we fall into is when friendships start to be negative is when we start comparing our relationship to our friend's relationship. Right? And don't you think that that comes when people are less vulnerable? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. when, they're, when they're doing the Facebook surface skim and they're saying, mm. hey, you know, everything is great. Everything is happy. Yeah. You know, and so then they, they become an object of envy mm. versus maybe when we really know each other. And then we know, of course, everybody's just like us. You know, yeah. we have problems and they have problems and... Yeah, that's natural. And, and I think that so in that sense, like you want to make sure that in your friendships that there's a there's a two way conversation. If I'm being more vulnerable than my friends, I know that that I'm not getting the whole picture and I'm not getting the whole story. Mm-hmm. Right. I think one of the things the benefits of being a therapist, I think, is that I know that everybody's got their own stuff. Exactly. Right? So I don't exactly. when if somebody's not telling me their stuff, you know, if I'm saying, oh, this is going on and this is going on and this is the challenges. 
of life right now and somebody's not saying that and they're like, oh, yeah, we used to have that problem or yeah, every mm-hmm. like, you know, my son's an all star and my, yeah. wa- my wife is is great and we're having sex all the time. And, um, you know, I like I, hate I just those people. Well, <laughs> I but yeah, but I I don't believe those people. Right. 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 I think I automatically I don't know if it's just because I'm a therapist or Probably just because it I'm, helps, though, just because I'm a cynic. You know, <laughs> I'm just really skeptical. And I think it helps. But I mean, that's what I would give to uh, most people is going. Everybody's got their stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. if they're not telling it to you, they're just lying and covering it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's like I'm automatically doubting those people and I'm not going to trust those people to be to be deep, to have deep friendships if they're not sharing that kind of stuff with me. Exactly. I just read something that friendship occurs when you tell each other your secrets. Yeah. You know, basically when you get vulnerable and say, hey, this is the, this is the stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when real friendship happens. Yeah. I think the other thing that I want for friendship that I think is healthy to relationship is that when we share similar values, Mm -hmm. I think most people aren't friends with people that don't have similar values, but some people are. And so if my friends aren't promoting the same things that I want in my life, um, that's that's that statistic we were talking about earlier about how divorce is contagious. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that happens. It's not you're not going to be able to prevent it. But I want people that value the same because they're so influential. I want people to value the same things, at least the majority of the same things that I value in life. To, that I think is going to help promote what I want to promote in my own life. Sure. I, and I, you know, I'm thinking about a friend, a recent friend who's invited me out on a weekend night to do something that was clearly a singles event. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, sorry, I can't go. I, I just really would prefer to be home with my family and my husband and do that. And I mean, there's just, but I think that I can have a friendship with this person who is very different than I am. Oh, there yes. might be some limitations that, you know, I'm probably not going to go out partying with her at a singles bar, right? right? That's just not who I am, probably never who I was. But I can have a part relationship with people who are really different than me and yep. enjoy them in ways, in the places that we do meet. Yes. Um, you know, even if it's maybe just the book club yeah. or maybe it's an intellectual friendship where we discuss certain things. But, you know, I'm not necessarily going to pal around with them because they have a different lifestyle. Yeah, I think and that's a good point. I would say what I was saying a, a bit differently, too, is that I don't I think you it's good to have diverse groups of friends. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think everybody has to be exactly the same. But my most intimate ones are going to promote my core, val- my most intimate friendships. Yes. I want to promote yes. my core values with me. Right. I want them to share something uh-huh. But I think Similar also we want to be reaching out to people who are yes, different I agree, and absolutely. caring for people who maybe don't have our core values or, or who are hurting. I, I don't want to rule them out. No, you know, I'm I, gonna, yeah, I'm talking about deep, intimate friendships that I share a lot with. Um, sure. That people can look differently than me. They can be really different than me. I'm talking about at the core what we're both mm-hmm. promoting. Mm-hmm. I think the la- the last thing that friendship really kind of helps for us. I think time away kind of brings us back to each other and gives us renewed energy for our partnership. I think some people think it's going to have the opposite effect that if I'm away and it may be a little bit of a balance. Um, you don't want to be away too long, but I think going away and being with my friends away from my wife is filling for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it gives me more energy to bring back to the relationship. It gives me new, interesting things to talk about. I haven't been around them all the time. So I have more energy to share with them and more to bring to the relationship. Yeah. 
You know, um, if anything, my group has done, it's given my husband and I something to talk about. <laughs> you know, we can talk, talk about, about the other couples. Talk about we can't talk else. to anybody else. That's one of our commitments in our group is it, we keep it confidential. But right. we can talk with each other about mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it I think brings it just, diversity and interest. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. it just – And strengthens, I think, our relationships. Oh, yeah. I think it helps it, the emotional health. It helps us bring – it, it kind of is a check for us. If we've got good friends, it's going to help check our own stuff and help us know how to how to just kind of re-enter our relationships in, in a really good way. Yep. So go out there, make some friends. Yeah. You're listening to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks for listening. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.